That's Mark Saxon. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie Saxy filling in today for Alex Ferrario. It's his last week of vacation before the NHL season kicks off, so we've got Mark Saxon pinch hitting for him today. And right now, we're very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the one and only Katie Wu. She's the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter. She is at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we always appreciate the time. We were hoping that we could talk with you after, like, uh, you know, a series win or a sweep or something of those lines. But how are you doing today? Well, you know, um, for whatever reason, it feels like 7 a.m. And mm-hmm. I think that is a great synopsis for where we are at the season. Um, but other than that, I feel great. It, it actually makes a lot of sense. It was a long weekend. It took a while to recover from a tough weekend for the Cardinals. What did you make of their series against Pittsburgh? I know it was strange with the runners in scoring position, uh, position the lack of success that they had there, but what did you make of their overall series against Pittsburgh? I mean, I think uh, any way you look at it, it's disappointing that they don't win that series. Um, I, I know that the expectation is when a team with a record like the Pirates come in, you know, you're like, oh, we'll just sweep them. It's easy. But as we know, it's not easy to sweep baseball teams, no matter who the record, what the record is or who they are. But you were confident that the Cardinals were going to be able to pull off a series, win there, and they could not. Um, so I, it's definitely easy to be disappointed when you see two and four over the last week. Um, but if we're looking for positives, I thought minus Friday's game, the 4-0 shutout, they looked competitive in every loss. Um, they were definitely by no means out of any game against the Brewers. And, you know, a couple game, a couple things going well on Saturday would have changed that outcome there. Um, but, you know, they can't go back and make and, and fix that week. What they can do is take advantage of this week, which is arguably the most imperative coming up if they want to be even considered in playoff contention in September. They have to take advantage of a two-game set against the Tigers, and they have to go and win that series in Pittsburgh next weekend. Uh, And then, as you guys know, it's a pretty important three-game series against the Reds. So, no, they did not get the job done this week or last week. They absolutely have to turn around this week. Otherwise, I'm not sure if there is a, a point in talking in September about what their October picture looks like. Hi, Katie. By the way, it's 1139, so you are a very typical baseball beat writer, I think. Yes, you, I'm learning. You work late nights, and you don't like to get up super early. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I like had my alarm go off, and my friend's here. I was like, I'm going to go for a run, and I did not do that. Uh, um, I actually slept for two more hours, and it was a great decision. Yeah, now it's too hot. Uh, I have a question for you, because... One of the things I always liked to do when a team was in either a good streak or a bad streak was just kind of take the temperature of the room, you know, just kind of stand in there for a minute after a game. What's it feel like? And it's such a shame because I don't think you guys are doing that yet. Right. So I'm just wondering, you have insights that we're not able to get by either being around at times or being on all these calls. What do you think is kind of the frustration within the room that is sort of most persistent with these guys? I see. That's a great question. I think the the most frustrating aspect is the fact that they have all the pieces back. I mean, you know, it can be understood when they weren't performing up to expectations when they were without Miles, they were without Jack, everybody was hurt, they didn't have their full outfield, right? But now with the exception of Dylan Carlson, who looks to be coming back pretty soon, they have those pieces back and they just haven't been able to put together a consistent product. I mean, you saw how well they looked again. I know it was against Pittsburgh and the Royals, but they went 6-0 and there. You know, that's Winning streaks like that are hard to compile no matter who the opponent is. And they looked—they played good baseball. And they just can't find that consistently. And I think the more frustrating thing is, is they've actually been markedly better since the All-Star break. I mean, they have they have a winning record since the All-Star break. They have shown they know how to play winning baseball. They can get it together. 
They just haven't done it consistently enough to escape the hole that they got themselves into in June. And I think that's the frustrating aspect is, okay, well, now every single game is a must-win scenario, and there's a lot of weight when they lose coming from the fans, coming from the media, coming from us on, okay, well, how did you lose that game, and how does this affect you know, the very limited chances you have going forward. So just coming from conversations I've had with players, with coaches, you know, they're still very optimistic they can make a run. They have six games left head-to-head against the Reds. The Padres, who are looking not great, guys. They're not looking great. They have a grueling schedule in September. They play either the Giants or the Dodgers, arguably the two best teams in baseball, a combined 19 times. Uh, so the Cardinals, are, I think they're kind of helping or hoping that their full rotation, I mean, they have potentially two starters and Kim and LeBlanc when he's ready, going to be out of the bullpen. Um, they haven't had that luxury all season. You have to like the Cardinals' chances of having Jack back and how he could stabilize that rotation. And I hope, I think that they're confident they can make a run. It's just in the back of their head. You know, they know that they can't do that until they play more consistently. And that's hard to ask because over the last month, they have played consistent baseball. It's just the question of whether or not it's too late. We're talking to Katie Wu for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. Katie, you mentioned the, the the health of guys coming back. What's the latest as far as you understand it with KK and his role that he's going to be coming into and then Carlson and when you think we can realistically expect him back? Sure. Well, I think with Carlson, you know, he was out there doing drills yesterday. He was hitting, he was taking the field. The left side feels good. Obviously, the right side with the sprain there is the issue. Um, we could potentially see him by the Tigers series, but I think with as well as Lars Newbar is filled in, if Dylan isn't absolutely ready, there's no reason to push him back. Uh, I think the Pittsburgh series is probably a little bit more uh, realistic for the return of Dylan. For Kim, I think it ultimately just comes down to efficiency. This is would be Kim's third injured list stint. He has looked really good the first time through the order. The first three or four innings, KK cruises, his pace is quick, he hits his spots, he gets his soft contact. You know, he's not going to pitch heavily for the strikeout, but what he does in those first three innings really works for him. He induces a soft contact, he's utilizing his pitches, and he gets, gets quick outs. Where we've seen him run into trouble is those middle innings like the fifth and the sixth where he slows down, he labors more, he's having a hard time getting through the order. And I think that combined with a little bit of injury concerns and making sure, because again, it wasn't like he had anything wrong. It was the recovery, right? He wasn't taking enough. It wasn't enough time for him to recover and be effective. So I think it's a culmination of those factors. Also that the fact that the Cardinals have five starters for the first time, pretty much all year where they were like, okay, you know what? Our bullpen looks really good. KK can obviously get those quick outs when we need him. Let's put him there. It'll save his arm. He can, he's stretched out to be a starter if they need him. But for now, let's see what he can do out of the bullpen and let's see how effective he is, knowing how effective he was as a starter for the first three innings. I think that is that there culminated with the rotation and uh, just, just his overall health concerns led to that decision. So all the talk about just sort of the team has never really gotten it in gear, other than that six-game winning streak, just kind of cons- the consistency you talked about, just never kind of mm-hmm. gaining that forward momentum, right, hovering around the 500 mark. BK and I uh, were kicking that around a lot, and I think we've solved it. And I I wanted to give you an opportunity to argue with us. To me, what I see is they just don't have quite enough hitters. They just don't have the offense some of these other teams have. And therefore, even though you have a, a pitching staff which has done pretty well despite a lot of injuries and now is getting healthy... You're just not getting series where you win a couple of them as laughers, where you get a five-run lead. You're just not seeing any of that, and you're not seeing any margin for error for the pitchers. Do you think 
if you were to analyze what you've seen all year, that's what you would come to, or am I off my rocker? No, I think that's a great point because as you were describing the offense, I literally thought of the term margin of error, and you said it. When you have an offense that is, you know, not as consistent as they definitely could be, as they should be on paper, it puts a lot of pressure on your pitching staff. And, you know, you can't expect all these guys to be Jack and Adam, right, who, Mm -hmm. you know, you can give them two runs and they'll be, all right, that's plenty, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be fine, I'll be fine with that. It puts a lot of pressure on your rotation. It puts a lot of pressure on your bullpen to come in every night and have to hold a one-to-two-run lead. And it really amplifies the bullpen if they do make a mistake. I mean, we look at the big three, we look at Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes, and it's so easy to be frustrated mm-hmm. when things don't go well, but you have to think about how they've operated all season with that limited run support. Like, obviously those mistakes are going to get magnetized and it's a late any meltdown, but can you really blame them when they're consistently working with a one-run lead, if that? So I think that's a good point, and it's not like they don't have the potential. I mean, it's been really encouraging to see Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Tyler O'Neill heat up at the same time because you can see what that looks like. I've been really encouraged by Lars Newbark being able to come in and mm-hmm. adjust to hitting. I think what the Cardinals have really been missing is that second left-handed bench bat. You look at the mm-hmm. benches of most teams, and they have a lot of versatile hitters there, while the Cardinals only had one, and that's Matt Carpenter. And so having two options there is huge. Um, I really like Sosa off the bench, but I agree that with Paul DeYoung's lack of production, you know, there has to be some split time there until Paul can figure it out. He has the power. We've seen it. It's just, again, a matter of consistency. And with Harrison, too. We saw how good Harrison was in July, and he's tapered off a bit. So what has not really clicked for this Cardinals team is all of their hitters getting hot at the right time. And that's been a season-long problem, and I think it makes it all the more frustrating because when you have a pitching staff that has become as, as reliable, both in the rotation and the bullpen as the Cardinals, all you need are a couple runs a game, and sometimes they can't get you that. Well, Katie, hopefully we see that come together this week against Detroit and Pittsburgh before they start the gauntlet that is their schedule in the month of September. We'll be talking it over with you again next week. All the best to you and yours, and we'll talk with you again soon, Katie. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.